Well, welcome to Friday night of the Rock of Ages, and our theme tonight is God's call to unity, one goal. Unless you've got one goal, we're working in different directions, but we're going to work toward the same direction, right? The word over the world. Please remain standing as Reverend Cummins leads us in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful evening, for the joy that's in the heart of every person here at the Rock of Ages, and especially all those going out WW Ambassador this year. Father, what a thrill it has to be in their hearts tonight to know that they can go forth as your faithful ambassadors all over the the country and around the world, holding forth the light of your word, being faithful ambassadors in all that they do. And I thank you, Father, that we can with united purpose stand in this day and time because we know your word and we know that you have called us from before the foundations of the world and set us apart in this day and time. Thank you, Father, that we can be a part of the body of Christ and know one another and love one another as you have loved us. So thank you, Father, for a great night, a great fellowship, and for the great inspiration of your word as it is taught tonight again, living within our hearts. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Those Bible believing men. Yeah. Now we got too many hands out and not enough to lend a hand. Hey, we got too many fingers. Keep looking for the answer in the wind. Hey, we got too many do goods. Not enough for those Bible believing men. We got poets and prophets, folks are reading the stars. Listen to me, you astrologist, I'm talking to you. If you look a little closer in God's Word, you might find out who you are. Now we got all kinds of sermons and pamphlets and booklets on sin. Sin, give me some more sin here, yeah. And we got too many two kids, not enough for those Bible-believing men. Now we got too many dugans Not enough for those Bible-believing men Have we got too many hands out Not enough to the hand Ah, we got too many fingers Keep looking for the answer in the wind Yes, we got too many dugans Not enough for those Bible-believing men All kinds of committees who want to tell you, well, what's wrong, what's right, what's wrong, what's right, and you're right. But I've seen some of God's children who stopped under death on that advice. I appreciate their sympathy, and I believe in missionary work, the W.O.W. count, honey. Because that's the only thing, the only thing that moves God's word. Yeah. Now we got too many do-goods Not enough for those Bible-believing men 
Now we got too many hands out, not enough limbs in a hand. Now we got too many figures, keep looking for the answer in the wind. Now we got too many tickets, not enough for those Bible-believing men. is the day when we're sending out W.W.'s from here. And we already know that there'll be more in the next few weeks in these other countries around the world. I thought tonight before I taught, there's one song I'd like for someone to sing And that's that wonderful number, Precious Lord, We Move On. Claudette? When my way was dream, precious Lord, you when my life was almost
God bless and greetings to you in the wonderful name of our living Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, on this Friday, August the 20th, 1982. Tonight it's the synthesis of God's call to love, which is God's call to one goal. The goal is the word over the world. Each one win one. And then you too, T-W-O, reach two more. This afternoon I wrote a little old poem that I'd like to share with you. Out of this life, no one ever takes things of silver or the gold he makes. All that man may cherish and hoard away at death, he leaves here to stay. He may, he may have toiled for a painting rare to hang on his wall, but he must leave it there. He may call it his own and boast of its worth, but he gives it all up with his last breath on earth. For all that a man gathers and all that he owns, he leaves behind when he enters death's door alone. When corruption puts on incorruption and mortals put on immortality, the riches you've earned are the souls you've won who join you at the return when it's all done. Just before Jesus Christ ascended, he spoke the words that are recorded in Matthew 28, verse 18, where it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven. Heaven is the seat of authority. All power is given unto me in heaven, the seat of authority, and in earth, or upon earth. Earth is the place of the execution of that authority. Jesus said, all power is given unto me. And Jesus Christ gave that power unto you. For it declares in John fourteen twelve, Jesus said, verily, verily, I do what? Say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I have done shall, absolute tense, shall he do what? In Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, after he made that great declaration, he said, Go ye therefore, go ye, and teach all nations. Two great words, go teach. Go teach. 
Then the rest of that verse, baptizing them in the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, were never in any original text. As a matter of fact, they, we know they were not in any text until at least after 350 A.D. And these words were added into the text by the Trinitarians. The original text reads, Go ye, verse 19, Go ye, therefore, and teach all nations. Verse 20, Teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So he gave you the same power. And then he said to us, do two things. One, go, go, go. And in order to go, you got to get up and go. You have to move people. You have to make a decision like you've made it. That's why you got those red bands on. You made a decision. See, that's right. You made a decision to go. Then the only other thing he says is teach. You just open your mouth. You just share what you have in your heart of the greatness of the love of God. You share it. Tell them what God did for you. And in this group of wiles going out, there is every miracle that's ever been recorded in God's word is among our people because God has redeemed you from the very cesspools of sin and iniquity and has set you upon your high places and you're going forth as delivered men and women. All you have to do is go and teach. Go, teach, go, teach. And you have God's absolute word where he says, I am with you. I am what? With you always. Wherever you go, wherever you're assigned, God's going to be there with you. All you have to do, people, is go with believing and teach. God never fails. He's going to be right with you wherever you are, people. Right. In Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 1, look at this. Acts 1, verse 8. But ye shall, absolute tense, lambano, receive power, lambano the dynamis, when that the Holy Ghost, penumahagionis, come unto you, and ye shall be what? Witnesses. Witnesses. So everyone who goes and whoever who teaches, he is a what? Witness. Witness. People were not defense attorneys. We don't have to argue with people in their theology or with religion. We just teach the word. We just let the word speak. We do not defend the word. We promulgate the word. We speak the word. We share the word. Just go forth and teach people what you know about God and his word. Be a witness. And that's the witness. Part of it, you're going to be a witness unto me both in Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria, and where? Unto the uttermost part of the earth. And the uttermost part of the earth is where you're gone. 
That's part of it. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Look at chapter 2, 2. On that great day of Pentecost, after Peter had preached that sermon, Peter said in verse 38, Unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of what? Right. For the remission of what? And ye shall receive, you shall lambano, manifest the gift of Holy Spirit. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are what? Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. If you have the Word of God and you go and you teach the Word of God, those who have ears to hear are going to hear because as many as the Lord our God shall call will hear what you have to say of His Word, people. Throughout the Word says that's what it means. In the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 4, There were three great kingdoms of the past. The first was the kingdom of Assyria. And that kingdom of Assyria is mentioned, of course, in the word as all three are. But Assyria was later captured and taken over by by the Babylonians. And it was called the Babylonian kingdom. The Assyrian kingdom was followed by the Babylonian kingdom. And then the Persians took over and it's called the Persian kingdom. In Nehemiah chapter 4, there is a record that I want to share with you tonight on the census of of God's call to love, which is God's call to one goal. The children of Israel had been in captivity because of their serving of idolatry, serving other gods and forsaking the true God. And in chapter 4, verse 1, it says, It came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we built the wall, that's the city of Jerusalem wall, he was wroth. The word wroth is angry. He was keyed off. He was foaming at the gills, wroth. He had great indignation and he mocked the Judeans. Now here's a man's name you have to remember. Sanballat. Many people call him Sandblast, but it's spelled a little differently. Sanballat. Sanballat was a Babylonian sympathizer. He was the governor of Samaria. His name means Moon God has given me life. That's the meaning of the name. He was called the Horonite, spelled H-O-R-O-N-I-T-E. He sort of was a little horny on the wrong God. (laughs) But the reason he was called a Horonite is because he came from the city of Beth Horon, which is located 11 miles northwest of the city of Jerusalem. Beth Horon was also the city of Daniel, the prophet. The city of Beth Horon had been built by the tribe of Ephraim. And the Levite family of Kohath, who was the second son of Levi, 
was responsible for the spiritual development and maintenance of the spirituality of that city. Sanablat's daughter married into the priest family. Yet he himself had sold out to the adversary. In chapter 4, verse 3, and there's another man you have to recognize. Now Tobiah the Ammonite, it says. Tobiah was an Ammonite. He was a governor of the province of Ammon. And Ammon was, the Ammonites came out of the daughter of Lot. Lot had intercourse with his own daughter and the, the children of that relationship are called Ammonites. This is this Tobiah guy. Keep your finger here, but look at six. Because there's another man that's mentioned in chapter 6, verse 1. Came to pass that when Sanabalat and Tobiah, and who? Geshem the Arabian. Geshem was an Arabian, an Arab. Abraham had married, had gotten together with Hagar and had Ishmael. And out of that relationship came this man, out of that bloodline came Geshem, G-E-S-H-E-M. In chapter 6, in verse 6, they spell his name G-A-S-H-M-U. See it? Gashmu, same man. He is called a Hagarite in the Bible because he came of the bloodline of Hagar. And he also came via Lot's second daughter. All three of these nations had aligned themselves against Israel. And all dated back to when Abraham's nephew Lot had gone back into the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And when the city of Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, only Lot and his two daughters escaped. In verse 6 of chapter 4, after Nehemiah was had returned to the city of Jerusalem, he said in verse 6, in verse 6 of chapter 4, so built we what? The wall. And the wall was joined together on the half thereof. They started over here and then they built both ways till they came to the, together to the half thereof. And the reason they did this, the people had a mind to do what? Work. The people had a mind to do work. Before I enlarge upon that, look at verse 15 of chapter 6. 6 verse 5, chapter 6 verse 15. So the wall was finished in the 20 and 5th day of the month, Elul, in 50 and what? The great wall of the city of Jerusalem surrounding the city was built completely in 52 days. 
because the people had a mind to work. The people had a mind to work. They set their minds to go and work. And when you and I set our minds to move God's word to go and to work, God goes into operation and backs up our believing action. The children of Israel coming back to Jerusalem rebuilt those tremendous walls of the city of Jerusalem in 52 days. Why? Because they had a mind to do what? You and I as WWs, we have a mind to work. We're going out and we're going to build the greatness of God's word around the hearts and lives of people. In verse 8 of chapter 4, we read, And they conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to what? Hinder it. Nevertheless, nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God. We made our prayer. They prayed to God. And they set a watch. They set a watch. They watched the enemy day and night. Verse 13. Therefore set I in the lower places behind the wall and on the higher places... I even set the people after their what? Families. And there's with their swords, their spears, and their bows. Verse 14. And I, Nehemiah, looked and rose up. And I said of the nobles to the rulers, the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of what? Right. They had not rebuilt the walls of the city. The enemy could have come in. Had they wanted to, perhaps. But Nehemiah said to the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember thee the Lord. Remember the Lord. And I'm saying the same to you tonight before you go wild. Don't you be afraid of the faces of the people that you're going to meet wherever you're going. Do not be afraid of them. Only remember what? For the Lord is great and majestic, and will fight for you, brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. In verse 18, for the builders, everyone had his sword girded by his side, and so they builded. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. And I sent unto the nobles, and to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, the work is great and large, and we're separated upon the wall. One is far from another. Verse 20. In what place, therefore, you hear the sound of the trumpet, resort ye thither unto us. Our God shall what? Fight for us. Our God shall fight for us. So we labored in the work. Half of them held the spears from the rising in the morning till the stars appeared. My goodness. Verse 23. So neither I nor my brethren nor my servants nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our clothes, saving that everyone put them off just to get them washed. Fifty-two days they rebuilt the city of the walls of the city of Jerusalem because they had a mind to work. 
and they knew that God was with them. In chapter 6, look at verse 2. Sanballat, Gershom sent unto me, unto the man of God, Nehemiah, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief, and I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave you and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times those official letters they sent after this sort, and I answered them after the same matter every time. Then sent Sanballat his own top servant unto me in like manner a fifth time with an open letter in his what? Wherein was written his report among the heathen and Gashmua saith it that thou and the Judeans think to rebel for which cause thou buildest the wall that thou mayest be king according to these words. Thou, and thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee in Jerusalem saying there's a king in Judah and now shall it be reported to the king according to these words. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Then sent, then I sent unto him, said Nehemiah, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart. Verse 9, carefully, for they all made us afraid. That's what they were after, to be build fear in people's hearts. That's why it sent the letter to Nehemiah and the people of Jerusalem. Their hands shall be weakened from the work because of fear that it be not done. Now therefore God, Nehemiah said, strengthen my what? They all wanted to make us afraid, but Nehemiah prayed, Oh God, strengthen my hands. Strengthen my hands. Look at verse 12. And lo, I perceived that God had not sent him, but that this man pronounced his prophecy against me was for Tobiah and Sanibles had what? Hired him. Had hired him. Therefore, verse 13, therefore was he hired that I should be what? Right. They'll try to do it to you to make you afraid. You just stand in their face knowing that God is your sufficiency. So, verse 15 says the wall was finished. Fifty and two days and sixteen. Sixteen. And it came to pass and when all our enemies heard thereof and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes. Uh, they were much cast down in their own eyes, bounced right back into their face, for they perceived that this work was wrought of whom? They perceived this work was wrought of God because Nehemiah did not allow himself to become full of fear. He did not allow himself to go to the meeting that they wanted. Some of your best friends are going to write and say, why can't you come home at Christmas time? Everybody comes. 
Yeah, write a letter. You got to build the wall of the city, spiritually speaking. And you are out there to move God's word, not to be put under fear by man. For the Lord is our strength. The Lord is our righteousness, people. And we have this call of God, one goal, that's the word over the world. Each one, reach one, each one, teach one, and then the two, each teach two others and each reach two others. That's the goal, people, of the word over the world. In Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55. People, it's not your words, but it is God's word that changes things and situations. It's your attitude of your heart and the desire within your soul to do God's will according to his word that will change people's lives. It's not my words, not the brilliance of my mind, but it is God's brilliance and God's effulgence, God's word that has changed your life. It hasn't been my personality or my tremendous ability to motivate people. The thing that has motivated you to go wild is not VP Werewell. It's been the word that I've taught to you or others have taught to you. Right. It's the word. People, it's the word. The word and nothing but the word that changes people's lives. Nothing that I may say will ever even approximate what the word says. It's the word that was God-given when holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. It is as much God speaking as God is God. So all you do is speak the word, speak the word, speak the word, speak the word, teach the word, go, teach, 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 one thing, the word, the word, the word, right. And look, look what the promise is in Isaiah 55, people. I didn't write the word, but here it is. I can read it to you. It is God's word, Isaiah 55. Everybody has it. Verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, out of God's mouth. When you speak it, it goes out of your mouth, but it's because that word came from whose mouth to begin with? God's word. It shall what? Not return unto me void or empty. You speak the word that came out of God's mouth, it's not going to return how? Void. But, but, in contrast, it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall accomplish that in relationship to what it says. And it shall prosper. That word is going to prosper in the very thing whereunto I what? So, my beloved wows, as you go forth, don't you ever be full of fear. Don't you be concerned about what the world may say. You be concerned about what the Word says. 
For God has promised he, if you go and teach, he says he's going to be with you whithersoever thou goest. He's going to be there. Lo, I'm with you what? Always. And he promises that this word, it's not going to return what? You cannot be a failure. You've got to succeed because every man or woman holding forth God's word is a winner. You're playing on God's team and God's team's the winning team. That's right. And it's going to accomplish. It's going to prosper and it's going to accomplish that which God has sent it to do. What a tremendous privilege you have. Something that I did not have at most of your tender ages. I didn't have it. I didn't know the word. Nobody had prepared anything that I could have been sent forth to hold forth the word of God. You kids know more of the word of God at 18 than I knew when I graduated from three theological seminaries. You know more. You know more about the accuracy and the integrity of God's word. And people, all you need to do is speak the word, speak the word, speak the word. And my heart, people, goes with you where you're going. God, I wish I could just... I wish I could just go in each one of your steads, just in your shoes. I would just love to go wild with you. I'm believing that I'll see many of you this year to be blessed by your love, by your presence. And I'd like to close saying to my wows that I'm going to commission in a few minutes from now. If a million people love you, I'll be among them. If a thousand people love you, I'll be one of the thousand who cares. If only a hundred people love you, I'll be the one who cries. If only two people love you, I'll be the one on your right side. But if no one on earth is left to love you, you will know that I've died. But God's word is true, and God is still alive. God bless. The saints are gathered round the world. They're joining in the celebration. The saints are praising God today. They're taking His word to the nations. Who's spreading God's word across the world? A pearl of great price, ambassadors. Who's spreading the light and fighting the fight? They're doing it upright, ambassadors. If the word
world's gonna move, we need someone to move it. But it ain't gonna get done now if no one will do it. But now spreading out all through the land, ambassadors taking a stand. If you want to grow, you might like to know there's only one way to go, ambassadors. Who's redeeming the time, renewing their minds, giving sight to the blind ambassadors? If the world's gonna move, we need someone to move it. But it ain't gonna get done now if no one will do it. But now, spreading out all through the land, ambassadors taking a stand. Well, I had a need, a need to be freed, and who came along? Ambassadors. Well, they listened close, and then they gave me a dose of love and God's word. Ambassadors. Well, you have the time. So you signed on the line. You decided to be an ambassador. You decided to be an When I look back at those short months out on the field, my mind recalls the way the people's hearts were healed, and I remember all the miracles I saw, and how I learned that God would never let me fall. I heard. I gave my all, I'm standing tall, God's faithful, wow, ambassador. I took the time and set my mind to be God's wow, ambassador. How can I tell you what my family means to me? The times we'll laugh and cry and love so tenderly. I know we'll always be united in our souls, and we'll remember why we love each other so. We heard the call, we gave our all. We're standing tall, God's faithful. Wow. We took the time and set our minds to be God's wow ambassador. Now I wear this special pin upon my heart. 
The year it represents to me was just the start. Now when another wants to know what wow is like, with all the love of God I will Take the time, make up your mind to be God's wow ambassador. I heard the call, I gave my all, God's faithful wow ambassador. I took the time and set my mind to be God's wow ambassador.